just make people think, hey, this is actually it's not that it's not that complicated, right? And we we can all do this. And Luke, if Luke's doing it, and he's a young guy in this space, then I can do it. And that's something I'm trying to champion. Welcome to the Failover Plan Podcast. I'm Shane Matthew. Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, is famously quoted as saying, "Your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room." The term branding used to be reserved for businesses, but with the advent of social sites in the gig economy, personal branding has become fundamental. A personal brand is in many ways similar to a corporate brand. It is who you are, what you stand for, the values you embrace, and the way in which you express those values. And just as a company's brand helps to communicate its value to customers and stand out from the competition, a personal brand does the same for individuals helping to communicate a unique identity and clear value to potential employers or clients. In other words, personal branding is one story. And that story can play an important role in establishing or boosting your career. In fact, an overwhelming 85% of hiring managers report that a job candidate's personal brand influences their hiring decisions. And your personal brand should highlight your strengths, establish a reputation, build trust, and communicate the unique attributes that you bring to your industry. And cultivated well, your personal brand will signal to employers whether or not you'll be the right fit for an open role. But for young professionals in the business continuity field, developing a personal brand might sound challenging. So on this week's episode, we're going to talk with someone who's developed a personal brand within our field and explore just how they did it. Luke Bird is an award-winning business continuity and disaster recovery specialist working in the global financial services field. Luke likes to write, and since his career began, he found a voice within business continuity by writing and networking with many other international professionals. His writing led to becoming a self-published author of Blue-Eyed BC, Business Continuity for Junior Professionals, and most recently, becoming elected as a director to the Business Continuity Institute's global board. And today we're going to hear his take and recommendations on where you can start if you're ready to build your brand and network. Don't forget to become a subscriber to the Failover Plan podcast. You can always find us on iTunes, Amazon Music, and other podcast sites. So hit the subscribe button there to always have the latest episode downloaded to your devices. All right, let's get on with the show. Welcome to the show, Luke Bird. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thanks very much, Shane. Nice to be here. That's what everyone says when they come onto your show. They do. It's a script <laughs> that I give them beforehand. I'm just trying sure. to think of something else I could say, but there's no, there's very few ways you can open a conversation that's just been pre-structured to start. Well, what's a British uh, or what's a UK way to say uh, hello? Is there a different way than uh, than the American way? I don't know. I, I work with a lot of Americans now, so it's like, oh, hi, how's it going? Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> That's the standard but I am, reading. Truthfully, though, I just wanted to break the structure. I'm just, I am happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I'm glad you're here. So uh, Luke and I have got to know each other through the, the podcast. And uh, obviously, uh, Luke's role in BCI, uh, we've got to see some of his writing uh, through various uh, postings and, and things. But uh, Luke has is a young professional, at least by my standards, in the industry. Uh, and so I wanted to get to know him a little bit better today. So Luke, can you tell our audience a little bit more about uh, what you do and how you kind of got into the field itself? Yeah, I'll probably start from how uh, how I ended up here because that's how, every, how all these things are, are best. 
that's done so i originally joined the navy right uh, i finished high school i joined the navy and um i'd always wanted to be in the navy and you know that i got through that whole cliche drill sergeant major kind of thing you know the basic training where you're screamed at and you're kind of like running around everywhere all the time doing press-ups you know it's just right. like it's just like the movies and when you once i'd done that they sit you down then and then you think about your career and having just left high school no one's ever really thought about their career i just wanted to be in the military and wear the uniform and you know be the hero uh so then as soon as that landed i realized that i'd never thought about that and i left very quickly after that and headed straight back for college so basically what the training did do though what instilled in me was sort of bad things happening and the responses to bad things ah. that, that kind of left a bit of a dna print on me from that moment on and then so right from then on after all the way through uni through to graduation i was taking up like summer internships loads of unpaid like part-time roles and doing all sorts of stuff around contingency planning in the public sector Wow. Main, mainly hospitals and public health at the time which was no way i know wow. i know it, it's pretty it's pretty interesting now sitting back and looking back on those days and those planning and thinking about all the pandemic plan, flu planning we did and how that <laughs> might have landed now wait were you the one who wrote the pandemic plan for the uk that now is being used <laughs> trust, trust me uh, the one that i was involved in developing in, in where i was at the time it wouldn't have landed the first day of the situation so <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that I'm, I'm not assigned to yeah that's a challenging time. job right. but listen so it's pretty much through that process and straight out of uni I've been a pure BC grad so both of my degrees have been heavily focused on business continuity and risk and all of my dissertations and studies about that so as my profession, as the profession's changed over the last 10 years, I've kind of gravitated more towards the private sector, away from the public, like hospitals and so on, and more into technology. I never anticipated either of those things happening. But, you know, it, here we are <laughs> now. Right. And now and now I'm the business continuity um, sort of disaster recovery specialist for two major software development towers that operate within an international bank which is quite different to what i was doing back in the days at the hospital so you know there was a there was a point at some point in your career that you decided you know this is not enough for me i need to go and do more <laughs> so you know your role you have a role with a very prestigious business continuity industry uh, group i think some people may know it it's called bci and uh, tell us a little bit about that role you hold now. And, and, and then let's talk about how you got there. Because it's not something that people just come out of bed one day and say, you know what, I'm just going to join the industry group and become a leader in that group. Yeah, none of that stuff happens by <laughs> in, in one way. I do agree with you. you, can, you not, none of it happens by accident, but it also doesn't happen by grand design. Um, I don't think... Uh, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that I would have been in that position, uh, I wouldn't have believed you. But anyway, yeah, for those that don't know, the Business Continuity Institute is a is an international professional members um, organization that uh, is a center of about 9,000 professionals that work in continuity and resilience and uh, across over 100 countries. 
and they there's various chapters around the world that host local events and look after the local membership and then um, centrally um, in London we have a, a central office that run the, the general certifications training um, all the doctrine that we use and the professional development and you can be affiliated to them and you can go up the ranks and in, in the various different grades that they provide much like El, the other chartered institute of x and I um, right now I've just about to finish my first year of a three-year term I'm the Global Board of Directors, which I was nominated for last year. Excellent. So, yeah, which is um, it's been definitely a major learning experience for me. Yeah. So tell us, you know, how does that process work? Did you uh, obviously you have to you know, do more than just simply say, you know, I want I want to, you know, to <laughs> put my hat in the, hat in the ring. <laughs> you you obviously have to join the organization and be a member in good standing that uh, contributes. So when when did that decision happen for you and and how did you apply that yeah. um, process? Okay, so that's like uh, the, again, kind of similar to the answer before, it's, it's not, it's organic, it's not by design. So like everyone else that when I started in the industry is I kind of went like, as soon as I finished uni, I was like, well done, I've got a degree, but I don't have a professional qualification. And every job I was looking at said you needed the CBCI qualification. It's fairly prevalent, prevalent excuse me, um, uh, in, in Europe and, out, and now in, in Asia as well. And uh, I just thought maybe I should take that exam. So I, I went and uh, took the course, read the books, sat the exam, passed the exam and after that, just have been like a couple of years of an associated member. I started getting heavily involved in the sort of organizing and delivery of webinars, uh, conferences, started writing articles. I've written, I've, I always guess the figure, I always plug it at around 30,000, but it's probably double that in terms of the work that I've, I've got. I just need to give it a home someday and put it all in one place so I can actually do a stock take. This is what I've done. <laughs> But, Encyclopedia bird. <laughs> yeah, I haven't stopped writing. Hey, listen, I love I love writing. If you've seen some of the things I do, yeah. it's one of the, my passions. I really love spending time just trying to understand something, regurgitate right. it out, and that's cool. But yeah, so being involved in that during the 20th anniversary of the BCI, um, they did a whole publication on the 20 in their 20s. So it was meant to be like, who are the future of business continuity and and I think the year before, around that time, I'd actually won a global award for best newcomer in the industry, oh, which was okay. obviously pretty cool. I, I, I was really, really surprised and thankful that I even got nominated. Somebody has to nominate you and then you get shortlisted and then you get awarded. It's a big achievement. I was really chuffed with it at the time. I still am. My mom still got it in a sort of shelf at home. That she, there you go. It has to be in the shelf at home. That is amazing. She's a big win. But they put me in that publication with with a number of other people that have gone on and been quite prominent members over the last sort of five, ten years. And yeah, start after off the back of that, started getting invited to panel discussions, facilitating sessions, doing my own interviews, and just became more and more involved. And that's sort of what's led me to the point where I was a really active volunteer and I was able and eligible to nominate myself for the global board. And then I just had to wait and see if anyone voted for me. And they yeah. Did. Well, they did. They did. They, 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 so you've been on the board now 
and you do obviously still a lot of those things that you've described in support of that, you know, but as a young professional, you know, there is a challenge, I believe, because, you know, we're kind of seeing this striation of the industry. There's, there's age groups and we're starting to see some of the younger uh, people come into the positions and the roles that some of the older generation has now started to kind of release a little bit. But so that has to come with some obstacles. It's not always easy when generations collide. <laughs> so, you know, did you experience any of that, any of those challenges to uh, kind of moving into the position you have today um, as you've, if you've kind of had to work with those that have been there before uh, in, in the industry? Yeah, you know, listen, it's, it's not just here, it's everywhere else. There's, you know, the the millennial push into, you know, I, I am an elder millennial, <laughs> I think. <laughs> uh, I've never age. heard that before, elder yeah. millennial. All yeah. right, go ahead. I think it's uh, uh, Eliza Scherzinger, um, there's a stand-up set up on it, and, and she classes herself as an elder millennial, but I think she's maybe like close closer to 40. I don't think it counts. So I, I think I fit the bill just in her description. Anyway, um, so yeah, listen, it happens everywhere, right? I got, I've got. Let me paint a picture for you, Shane. That so looking back, I lo I'm loving how philosophical I'm about to sound in response to your question, right? But it's not. I, I definitely wasn't this guy ten years ago. So. Perspective, I think now perspectives on cultures are different for everybody. And if you like, your view is going to change over the years and everybody's got different views. We all come from different places and backgrounds, etc. I think I used to see, in fact, I'm, I know I used to see the BC whole networking thing as a small group of highly networked individuals that you couldn't really get into unless you were kind of invited kind of thing. It kind of a bit like a made man in Mafia. <laughs> like a, whole, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of old white men with like gray hair like slapping each other on the back so yeah you know i feel the same way or i felt the same way you're right you're right and, and I, I i thought of like i looked at that as a newcomer and i really didn't like it and it was definitely mm. something that i didn't want to be involved in and uh based on that initial view so looking back it's i'm I'm surprised I'm where I am now, but obviously I was very short-sighted at the time and it tells you more about sort of my mindset and how how I really was at, my headspace was at at the time. But that being said, I do worry that if there are people out there now that want to get involved and have a view like that or a similar thing because they're in that sort of frame of mind and position in their career now, that it might prevent them from putting themselves out there. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that's why I put so much energy and effort and focus into making me and the whole thing seem a lot more as accessible as possible because I want other people to see my content, my personality and think, well, hey, if Luke can do it, then I can do it. Not to do myself a disservice, but I just it, pitch it in a very relaxed and keep it real kind of way that's about as as gangster as you'll ever hear me <laughs> but like just just make people think hey this is actually it's not that it's not that complicated right and we we can yeah. all do this and luke, if luke's doing it and he's a young guy in this space then i can do it and that's something i'm trying to champion 
um, for for everybody looking at it. No, I think I think people are are noticing that. I definitely noticed it myself. You know, when I I've seen things you posted. I again, if you haven't read one of Luke Bird's famous articles, you need to. <laughs> He's got quite a good uh, bank of choices for you, and and I I really like your voice. You know, I think that's why we've we've uh, uh, resonated toward each other in terms of the way we 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 both have a similar feel for how we should communicate, and it's it's uh, it's very informal in some ways, but it's 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 important to be able to kind of show yourself through your writing or the way you uh, talk with people in this industry because uh, you're right, it's it's a challenge, especially as a newcomer to come in and uh, feel comfortable doing that, but you kind of have to take a little bit of a leap, but we'll talk about that more. I'm interested to hear, you know, when you, going back to your, your initial thoughts of an, an entry into this kind of discussion, this, this environment, you know, did you get any pushback um, or was it more just about internally to you feeling like you, you were challenging yourself or having to overcome your own barriers? Yeah, I think actually, I mean, it's it's hard to say being so long ago and you kind of the way you think things are going are not always the way things are actually panning out. Um, I, I was I'll be honest, I was very angry at the very beginning. A lot of my writing. So I've written I've written this book um, called um, I branded it as um, Blue Eyed BC because people used to say I was like the blue eyed boy of the industry because I was like, it's like this new fresh faced kid coming in. And so I, I did this blue eyed BC, a, a book for junior professionals. It's on Amazon now and people still buy it it's years ago. But even then it's just almost like a chronological diary of my experiences, about 25,000 words. So sort of like just a little ebook you can buy. And it just says like, um, you can tell just in my tone over the course of the book, how my professional growth has changed and my emotional ah. maturity. Because at the very beginning, he's like, I just hate everyone and everything. And I'm just angry. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, it's, you can feel the sort of almost a teenage angst and rage. Teenage in my, angst. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, awesome. so I kind of, um, I kind of did that. So thankfully I did that and I wrote out a lot of stuff and I complained and moaned openly for a while. But there was a few people that actually took the time reach out to me and sit me down and go, Hey Luke, calm down. You've got something here, but you just need to sort of rein it in and see a bigger picture. And those people, whether they've chosen to or like to or not, have become my sort of lifelong career mentors and they've looked after me. And that's, that's really helped me, me sort of look back on my career and my online profile and realize the journey I've made so far. Uh, yeah. kind of, I was angry and it was a lot of internal barriers but at the same time, you know, whether it was just me, I don't don't think that was 100% the case. I think I was looking at something that felt very sort of uh, insular to the group that was in it, and there was a like a like a click, a clique, sorry, mm. uh, that you had to um, you had to be involved in, and it was kind of really didn't know it so it felt like an us and them for quite a long time so it took a while to break that glass you know yeah that's amazing and thanks for sharing that that's that's uh that's that's interesting because i think a lot of younger professionals may see it that way as well you know they, they see uh um a barrier to entry a price of entry that they're maybe not really interested in 
in overcoming. But I mean, you did. And so I'm, I'm curious to know what you would say if you could go back in time and uh, speak to the younger blue-eyed bird. <laughs> what what would you recommend to him at that point? Like, you know, if he's if he's in that angsty first stage that you talked about, but then it's amazing. Um, what what would you recommend to you or to those who are kind of starting to kind of feel, hey, you know, I'm, I'm I've chosen this profession, but I'm not plugged in yet. Mm-hmm. All right, I don't know if I want to be, but I'm kind of toying with the idea what 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 they need to do well you know like when you anybody like listening and in yourself shane when when you're in a job when you when you first sort of graduate you're in your first job those first two years you're kind of angry that you're not the vice president already you kind of feel like you're not getting opportunities it's um you it's exactly the same as that situation as it is to the external network you you know you just have to be patient and um, I know full well with my character, I, I wouldn't even listen to future me. You know, it's um, that was, that was... <laughs> you'd punch future me in the face. <laughs> you don't, don't you know what you're talking about. I'm making waves here. I'm an, I'm, everybody needs to know how angry I am right now. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would tell myself to be patient and that these things, these things come. But, um, but seriously, if I should be like practical about it, the advice I'd give other than that, I'd say focus more of your energy and your passion on value add and useful stuff. Um, it was just by co- sheer coincidence that the fact, the things that I was moaning about clearly resonated with a lot of people and they were feeling like um, that they could agree and almost kind of got the gist of, there was a big section of the people reading my stuff that was like, aha, finally someone said it. And I still, I still get to this day, Shane, I still get people write to me to say that they, they'll respond to posts I push online, but they'll write to me instead off via email or, or DMs. And they'll say, I don't comment publicly on LinkedIn. It's um, because this is the thing about the network, right? I say you can, you can look at it. So in, in two ways, I think with the, with your network, every, what you got to do most of the time, it's going to be online, especially now more than ever. So you've got, you look at the internet in one way, you've got this global network, endless opportunities to like, co- like you know, just connect, collaborate, build your own brand and profile. It's, it, I mean, we're both sitting here now doing this. We'd have never met without it. It's it's right. a tremendous tool, right? I, re- I really love it. Or it's a highly sensitive, politically charged, politically complex, potentially career limiting environment where you can be shut down for your thoughts and opinions and even campaigned against if people don't agree with what you're mm. saying and it's um yeah i can see why a lot of people sort of are put off by that i mean you're you're put off by that in um in work today i met a graduate once um a few years back and really charismatic like young guy sort of looked looked like he was destined for good things but i, I just a simple coffee morning i said hey how's it going and he was like i'm really really busy and I looked at him as if to say, "You've only been in the job like two weeks. You're a, you're a grad. Like, how are you, how are you busy? Like, well, let's be real here. What are you doing?" And he goes, "I'm not really busy, but you got to say that kind of stuff, haven't you?" Like, <laughs> and I think that's kind of that that philosophy as a thing where this you, the way you present yourself, 
I've never really said, subscribed to how there's like a cookie cutter way of how you sound and look and behave as a BC professional, as a professional in general, but in, from my exposure to the BC network and, and beyond, it's a lot more palatable if you say certain things and you present your information in a certain way. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily subscribe to that entirely. I mean, we're all human beings, aren't we? And like I said before, just keeping it real. <laughs> as I cringe as I say that, but it's true. <laughs> you heard it here on the Failing Client <laughs> Podcast. Luke Bird has come up with a new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have been a bit late on the late, late on the charge for keeping it real. But but it, it does. It, the problem is, is that you tell people. So you tell people to. Uh, well, you t I tell my younger self, hey, listen, you've got to. Uh, you've, you've got to get out there and, and be positive and, and be patient and just meet new people and keep building. And these things, they look effortless when someone reads my articles or they see my position or someone listens to your podcast. Like if I didn't know, if I didn't do those things and I didn't know you, I'd be out on my jog on my headphones listening to Shane thinking, wow, Shane's got a global platform. Like he, it's really easy. All I do is I just download a like a, sort of a podcast channel and I get a mic and then I, I talk to some people and none of that to that. It takes time. It takes, it takes effort. <laughs> so being, being uh, able to put yourself out there mm -hmm. is, is the first step really and not feeling uh, as concerned about the output as much as the process of, of going through it. Yes, absolutely. You've got, uh, you've got to be brave. You've got to, um, uh, worry less. I mean, for the most part, most of the content out there is helpful. You know, there's a few posts out there that we both know that maybe can come across as a bit divisive and, and people have opinions on it. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not in for that. I don't want to, I'm not here to upset people. I'm a lover, not a fire. And I want to sort of, I want to, I want to have a positive experience working with people from around the world and learn new stuff. Right, and that's that's and that's the good thing. If you put something out there that's generally helpful, on the whole, I find, especially now more than ever with everyone's digital footprint, you 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 can meet some really interesting people, and you can learn a lot of new stuff. And it's you know you've got really got nothing to lose by going. Hey, I look at it this way. Does anyone like see it differently to me? And you know, can can we help? Yeah, you you would think with the age we live in, with the online profiles and the ability to kind of say what we want to say uh, in a much more freer way and to reach much more people, that that would be easier. But in fact, I think it isn't more challenging, especially in the professional world, no. to feel like there's an impact uh, beyond just saying, "Hey, this is my opinion." There, there, there could be ramifications. I think that's what the hurdle many may face. But I think there's a way to do it without, um, you know, like uh, losing yourself or losing your your future. I think some people think it's like, oh, man, if I put my post out there that my professional career will always be dampened if it's not received well. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. If that's the case, then I would be in trouble, <laughs> trouble a long time ago. <laughs> you, come, you come across really, um, and that's one of the reasons why I like listening and speaking with you and work, working with you previously is that you come across really authentic and it's a real voice and it's something I look for constantly out there as people that I can um, 
I can have a, a good honest conversation with this that I could come to from time to time and say hey I've got this idea what do you think and there's not as many of those people as you'd think around but the problem is there's a, a bit of a misconception because everyone's online you assume everyone is online and I've come to realize in meeting people now with the global profile that I've got mm-hmm, that actually mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of people out there that are just good people doing a really good job in organizations they're very happy in they don't need being online yeah. and sharing, it doesn't fulfill them, right? Right. I used to think that people weren't collaborating because they, you know, they, they didn't want people to progress and they had certain views, but none, none of that's true at all, actually, to a, to a greater extent. There's a lot of people that are just happy being good at their job in their organization. Right. I, I, right. I appreciate that now more than ever. But for those that are online, definitely be brave and put yourself out there and kind of, just put some thoughts out there, even if it's just an initial post. You can do it on LinkedIn on a train home now. You can do, you can jot some thoughts down in, in 20 minutes. But I would say whatever you put out there, put out something that, that interests you, you know, something that gets you, gets you, I wouldn't say the word excited, but gets you, you know, it, when the typing becomes easy on your keyboard on your phone, like that's when you know you're interested in something. Right. You put it down. If you're just basically loading one content in regurgitating it into something else but essentially it's the same then you're probably doing the wrong thing that's good advice actually that's very good advice i i I oftentimes have struggled in the past and feeling like i I have to post something so let me just find a kind of neat little article that somebody else may have already shared and just reshare it or uh, you know, just kind of comment something on it. But I think there's more value in, in people kind of just understanding your particular perspective. I mean, I'm not saying sharing is, is bad. We should. There may be great things that we find. But I think, I think I've gotten more uh, reception and interest in, in my own personal uh, questions or, or thoughts. And sometimes this is it. It's just a question, you know, something that popped into my own head. Like, I don't know much about this. I wonder if anybody else does. And that seems to be interesting to others as well. But so what else do you think besides, you know, being brave, you know, and, and kind of taking that step forward, uh, you know, what else should you focus on as a new professional if you want to start to improve your profile or increase your your, uh, your sure. brand? <laughs> yeah, so be brave is an easy thing to say and do. In terms of a, a practical thing that you can do is you have to, you have to find ways to collaborate with the right people. So for example, like even the first example off the, off the top of my head is actually with what we did um, a few a few weeks back. Now granted that might be the fact of my position at the moment has enabled me to do that, but that doesn't mean to say that it, it can't be done by other people. And for those that haven't um, watched it, there's gonna be a an article that comes out very soon, which directs you to a panel discussion where I invited and off the back of, met Shane um, and um, several others and that has created two new relationships that I never had before Um, it's enabled me to talk with someone I haven't spoken to for a long time but had a very impression left a massive impression on me early on in my career as well and we were talking about a completely new and interesting topic where we all had slightly different views on it right and that's and and that collaboration allowed those relationships to develop and a lot i did one with um uh, about agile uh, the previous year 
where uh, sort of agile principles against a traditional organization and what does that mean to the business continuity practitioner and i invited um mark um armor and, and david lindstedt along um alongside uh, sarah foxton who's an agile specialist and we maybe have known of each other or cross paths in the past but that really forged a, a decent relationship to be able to speak to those people um there's you know the, the young professionals side of things in the bci there's the bci scotland chapter by helping to organize events and you meet the presenters you meet the organizers you, last week i i presented the africa awards and uh, next week i'm doing the middle east awards and off the back of that i will meet people now i'm not saying you have to present an award to do that but attending right. those awards meeting those people um turning up to the the free local events and just being being brave doing the networking but finding meaningful ways to connect with people rather than just being in the same room as them or being yeah. on call as them that's that's the trick so if you've got an idea go and reach out to some of the people in the industry, including me, I'll put my hands up there. If you want to talk to me and you want me to be a part of a whiteboard session or a podcast or a webinar or whatever, and you want to have a chat about something that's some of the ways in which we do our work or new ways of thinking, then then just, just reach out. The worst thing they can say is say no. But if they say yes, then you've got an opportunity there to create your own brand and platform, yeah. create a relationship, create some content. Yeah, I want to encourage anyone out there who's listening that if uh... – if you're reaching out to people, you may get rejected. I have been rejected many times with this podcast. And uh, it's been, you know, a little bit of a gut check because uh, you're not expecting it, but it will happen. But the point is I've had more conversations now with people like Luke and others that now I, just with that one discussion uh, in the one, you know, episode of the podcast, now I have, been able to you know, develop a good relationship with many other leaders and many other people in the industry that I wouldn't have had before. So again, I think it does tie to that first point you've made, which is to just take a step uh, and and be brave. But but the collaboration, I think, is a very easy way to be able to kind of develop a relationship while also you know gaining some value in your career and knowledge in your career. For sure, it's interesting. Can I just yeah. say as well, though, what people don't realize is that once, so originally I probably had about the, the same usual suspects uh, reading my stuff and commenting and collaborating with me. And then it just sort of went over a cliff and just this, it opened up tremendous opportunities. So now whenever I post something um, within LinkedIn or something, it typically gets sort of minimum two, 3,000 hits of readers. And it's sort of that's that's usually pre that's pretty good, and um, then off the back of that, you get a percentage of those people will come and reach out to you. And even off the back of our session, there was um, five individuals that came back to me and said, you know, this, you know, I've, I'd really like to contribute to this, and these are my thoughts, and you know, you and that just those relationships just get bigger and bigger. And if you keep doing that year on year, you don't have to be a constant injection of a of a brand or a, like a personality. If you just create a sort of a, a growing catalog of contacts, relationships, and content over a period of time, you'll look back on it like I have in ten years' time, and you're you know it's quite a portfolio, and your network's wide, and that's that's 
that re doesn't just help for like career conversations it helps you keep your finger on the pulse for new and upcoming information and changes and opportunities um it's it's a win-win but it does at some uh, there comes a point where it just explodes and your network sort of my, my brother always used to tell me with so, social networking at, at university you you basically you meet three people and then you after those three people you move into move in with in your student accommodation they each have different classes and sports classes and whatever right you meet uh, two or three people from them and it's like this just balloons out balloons out balloons out and because uh, i he was a really popular guy and i i say to him i was like how did you how did you get so popular like and he says that was uh, something that he um it, it that was he just realized looking back that he didn't he didn't realize he was doing it at the time but by by meeting other people through his existing contacts and networks it just ballooned out into into this huge network across um, uh, across his space and everybody seemed to know who he was so i kind of right. took that into my professional network as well so now, so now you're going to be moving in with people and getting roommates. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> Business continuity roommates. <laughs> that's, a, that's a TV show. That's, um, that's, a, that's a reality show right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shane is in the kitchen talking about BIAs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that would work. yeah, that'll be canceled after the first episode. <laughs> Never mind. Not nothing past the pilot, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you know that's 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 uh, really. I'm really glad you got to share that. You know, is there any any other tips that you can think of that you could say, hey, young professional, you know, this is something you should consider if you're trying to expand and 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 develop the uh, network that will really improve longevity and, and, and improve your overall career you've got to break the glass you've got to and it's your own self-made like glass in front of you so it starts with content posting content out there and uh, hashtagging it with the appropriate business continuity disaster recovery hashtags pick something that you're interested in that's that you you don't know enough about and and try right. try maybe start a post with like an honest conversation and just put your hands up and go, hey, this is what I'm reading. This is what I think it is. I don't know enough people in this space. And, you know, people and then tag me into it on the on the comments and I'll come and speak to you. You know, it's, uh, the, there'll be other people, too. And there's a lot of people that are willing to come and explain things and help understand things better. So have, I would say post an honest conversation on something that interests you in your related field and then see what comes and then use that as a platform to meet people and collaborate and see where follow other people and see what see what they're talking about and things like that. Yeah. well luke thank you for joining us today and talking about this this is you know not a topic that you get to hear a bunch about i think there are a lot of younger professionals who do struggle with this and you know it's it's a topic of conversation that will be continuing on in a future episode uh, about the industry as a whole and how how this is a you know a concern that we all have as as we try to kind of grow the profession beyond the generation that's holding the torch right now we need to to be really cognizant of that but i think that's also there's also a part uh of this dance that the younger team has to kind of consider and i think what you've said today is going to be really uh, helpful because i wish i had 
this sort of conversation before I started because it makes a big, big difference in, in thinking this way. So, <laughs> so Luke, thanks for joining us today again. I appreciate you, uh, you and your time. Cheers, Shane. And well, I just to finally say, if um, if anybody wants to uh, reach out and you know have an honest conversation, then I mean, I'm on my 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 Blue Eyed BC brand is actually still there, and I still use it to follow my BC. So I'm on Twitter on Blue Eyed BC, and you can uh, you can slide into my DMs, <laughs> and uh, we can we can we 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 can talk, and then I can we can, we can always grab a Skype coffee catch up if you wanna if you wanna chat. Um, I'm happy to sort of support anybody um, particularly newcomers into the field and professionals looking to sort of mix things up and have a look at what's out there absolutely thanks again luke cool cheers thanks thanks for joining us this week on the failover plan podcast you can find out more about luke bird by visiting our website failoverpodcast.com there you'll find several links that luke wanted to share with our listeners This week, subscribe to the podcast by visiting failoverpodcast.com or finding us on iTunes or other podcast sites. Thanks again for listening, and remember, why learn how to do something on your own when there's got to be someone else who may have already learned this the hard way.